0: For someone who hated color pencils, found art class very painful, and believed that she's not gifted with talent despite having artist parents, Lane took a different route and eventually found herself trying different things while keeping creativity at bay. Lane Teo broke out of the mold and learned her way into watercolor painting through curiosity, shift in mindset, and consistency. In this episode, Lane shares about taking inspiration from your desire to travel Allowing yourself to be creative regardless of the circumstances, transporting your audience to a magical place through your works, reflecting your mood, emotions, and personality in your art, how to tell stories using colors, and tips and key tricks to achieve composition and perspective. If you want to be part of the conversation, then send in your questions and topics you want us to cover to hello at, at your Hey, this is Jessie from Etcher. We believe in your power to create. So we invited artists from all around the globe to inspire you to keep on creating. Join us in this journey and let's celebrate creativity. This is Make More Art, the podcast. Just take us through how you started. Have you always been creative and artistic as a kid? Or did you study it back in school? How did you choose watercolor? Have you tried other mediums? Just take us through the journey, share us the story. of Share us your artist's journey, basically.
1: Actually, it's quite a strange journey. Mm-hmm. Um, because I started not really having much talent at all.
0: Really? So, um, yeah. yeah,
1: really, really, I, I I, hated color pencils. I hated art class. It oh. was really quite painful for me, yeah. And my mom. On the other hand, she was quite an artist. She loved acrylics. She could paint on clay and she would like paint on like wood because mm-hmm. my father is a, my father is like a designer and he's a carpenter as well. So I came from very artistic parents, but I did not feel like I had much abilities. <laughs> so as I went along, I, I actually had a great love of makeup. So I actually did take courses on that. Mm. all while studying business (laughs) okay (laughs) so I was for school Mm -hmm. I was hardcore business um I was business grad I I had a whole idea that I was just going to do business so I joined the family business it was always marketing marketing was my my most favorite subject of them all and I guess there was some creativity there
0: Mm -hmm. so
1: I was always interested in the design in the how things are, are portrayed. And I love to take like behind the scenes of like what was going on in the in the factory because a lot of it was actually centered around design. I, mm-hmm. I just did not, I was not aware of it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess my journey actually really started when my son started to draw because okay. my eldest son is 12 now okay. and he started to draw when he was about six. Wow. So yeah, so he would, do these random doodles, and actually, I would take them and I would just paint with, with uh, you know, the koi box, mm. those koi yeah. watercolor. Yeah. Yes. So I would buy it from popular, and I would just, oh, I would just fill popular. out these doodles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was actually really a a really random, a really fun experience for me getting into yeah. watercolor. Yeah. It was never something serious, and uh-huh. what happened was that the pandemic came around, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> that was a really shocking time for all of us because everyone was trapped indoors. So yeah. I think I needed quite a, I needed a stress outlet. And mm-hmm. honestly, I the only thing that I could think of was, okay, I'm going to paint something that my son drew. And I started to paint, I started to draw random things like, you know, um stuff I would see on Instagram, like, you know, a European home, a oh. street in Europe. Yeah. And it was all, I would say it was quite terrible, <laughs> so it, was, uh, it, was, it wasn't it something really artistic at that point in time. I was just having, uh, trying to, you know, unwind, maybe de-stress, yeah. so yeah. And I happened to upload one of these paintings onto my Instagram page back then, and a friend bought it off me, so it was actually oh, quite surprising. Okay. Yeah so I was like okay but I didn't think much of it then okay <laughs> so I, I went along you know using the koi watercolor box and okay. somehow I, I just I, I don't know what really led me to the journey of using gouache and everything mm-hmm. else but yeah it kind of developed from there actually <laughs> so it was a very accidental um, journey into watercolor it was more like I needed an outlet from covid and (laughs) from work from work yeah and I had a bit more time during covid because we were all locked at home yeah so Mm -hmm. I think it was just everything just came together and yeah
0: thanks (laughs) thanks yeah yeah interestingly your parents are both artists I would say but you said that you kind of veered away from that and you focus more on business and business but there is this like what you said design is always part of it because for marketing you have to be creative right so it's yeah. always been there it's just probably waiting for that opportune time to be unlocked and that's exactly what happened when pandemic hits for you at least well like what I said we we're talking offline I was based in Singapore as well I knew exactly how you felt when you were in lockdown we couldn't get out so you have to find a way to do something indoors and for you it's watercolor yeah strange enough and you said that you started painting European homes that was a huge problem I would say (laughs) (laughs) it's actually because
1: I stayed in Europe for when I was 21 okay I traveled overseas with my husband Mm -hmm. so I got married pretty young and we we stayed overseas uh, in Europe for one year when he was working there yeah, and that was all I was exposed to. I mean, I oh. had Europe for an entire year, mm-hmm. so it was so strange because I was we were planning to take a trip back during the pandemic, the <laughs> COVID year. <laughs> so I guess a part of me, my subconscious brain, probably wanted to travel back more than <laughs> I
0: do. And it I translated painting. I could okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, so it actually came out through a painting. But um, if you ask me, I wasn't really very aware of what I was doing. Okay. Uh, I just knew that I had an outlet to de-stress, unwind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that it just came about naturally, I guess.
0: <laughs> okay. So from European yeah. home, because when I was looking at your feed and I was trying to see all of your paintings and your the in your bio, the tagline is magical landscape artist. And yeah. I have to say that it is indeed magical. The way that you use pastel colors and light in your landscapes, it's just whimsical magical for me when it look at it so when did it start Lane Lane how how did you ventured into landscape so from European homes because normally when when I ask people who do watercolor right they would say oh I started with florals because mm-hmm. florals would probably be the easiest or leaves maybe but you chose landscape what is the influence or what led you to be inspired to make watercolor landscapes the magical ones yeah
1: yeah i um actually that was very very accidental as well so i was actually doing florals and i was doing quite a bit yeah the leaves Okay. But um because I was quite I was doing quite a lot of outdoor stuff. That was the only thing we were allowed to do, basically, <laughs> yes. visit parks, take walks. True. So we were always in nature, right? And I, I was doing quite a bit. I had a bit of burnout from work. So I was really attracted to nature. And mm-hmm. um from there I would paint. I I still have my booklet, you know, I have my all my journals where I paint. And I would look through them because I filled up entire one with like my trips outdoors. Okay. And I, <laughs> And I just thought, like you know, um, maybe I should try something different after that mm-hmm. one book. A okay. lot of florals. And I somehow saw this beautiful photo on Instagram as well. Okay. Of a landscape, and I thought to myself, it was of, of a barn. It was of a barn. Um, I think in the snowy barn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's where I want to be. <laughs> so, I decided, okay, I'm gonna paint that. Yeah. So everything that came out of me was probably something I really wanted in my subconscious mind but I couldn't get it you know I uh-huh. wanted it in my mind as well but uh-huh. I, I, there was no way we could go there or travel there for yeah, the moment. yeah. so but a lot of it came up from travel last wonder last
0: <laughs> it's uh, I, li- I like that lane because yeah. it looks it appears that everything that you have been painting is sort of like what you had subconsciously you were thinking about like right. the European home you lived in Europe for a while and we couldn't travel so it's a sort of okay I want to go to Europe and then it translated to your painting and now landscapes as well because I saw like winter trees and then you have like landscapes and then pastel colors things or sceneries that you can see when you travel because yeah Lane and I were talking offline by the way and we're both I came from Singapore, she is in Singapore. So we're kind of talking about how, you know, we're both from tropical countries. And, but yeah. look like, at your paintings, it's from all over, like from different places. So, yeah,
1: I guess my mind is traveling everywhere, everywhere <laughs> because it's a, it's a, I, 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 when I was young, I used mm-hmm. to love anime. Anime was like, was everything know. to go before kids, you know, before yeah. kids take up all your time. And everything. So, <laughs> loved watching anime. It was, it was my thing. So I watched Naruto, everything from Naruto to the weirdest animes back when we had the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I didn't know it, but somehow I I always love color. So it's like a makeup palette, right? Has so Mm. many different colors. Yeah. Nothing looks good on the eye, like from green to blue, but I just knew that somehow I had a love a very intense love of colors.
0: colors. Yeah, and
1: it wasn't very apparent to me until I started my watercolor journey, which yeah. is really strange because I discovered more about myself during this oh. coloring and painting journey than anything else. So it, it was strange because I, I don't like to, I don't like to draw. Mm-hmm. And I have a funny story about this as well because I, being in a family business of interior design, right, I had to take a perspective class when I first okay. started. Yeah. So I, I I really hated it. <laughs> and once again, I don't think I learned in a very orthodox manner. I'm mm-hmm. not the kind of a person who can go to class and just pick up a
0: okay, like a
1: you know technical skill. I have to I have to do it. So I'm I'm more of a doer. Mm-hmm. And I found that um, when I was into my fifth year into my family business, right? I was painting a lot of children's beds. Oh. So I had a kids line, I had a kids' furniture line, I would and I would draw. Furniture for children uh, on the daily. And I think that's what helped me a lot with my perspective sketch. Because Mm. as I said, I was really rubbish at it. So (laughs) honestly, um, it was my brother who was very talented. (laughs) (laughs) My brother was very talented at perspective sketching. I Mm. could draw a dinosaur. I could, I I roughly knew how to draw things just by looking at them. But in terms of um, perspective sketching, I found it so difficult. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's a, a really difficult skill to pick up. Yes, yeah yes. so I think, um, I was really focused somehow on the product design, mm. and without knowing, five years went by, and I was doing this daily. I don't think I was very good, mm-hmm. but I think that I was actually slowly picking up new skills or like picking up okay, this this doesn't look too good, you know i'll I'll change it i'll I would actually do it like that, so I was actually teaching myself, I was learning how i I learned, and I found that. I learned the best through practice. I had to teach myself. I had to relook at things and, you know, so I think we all learn quite differently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but actually anyway. my, I found that my journey was more like, my painting journey is actually also a self-discovery in many, oh. many ways. Yeah, I was discovering how to do perspective sketch. I was discovering my love of colors. I was mm-hmm. discovering my, my need to travel so badly, you know, during this <laughs> COVID time. Yeah, because yeah. before that, it was always a given. Every year we would travel. Yeah. So I think it was, a, everything was just coming together at that point in my life. Yeah.
0: I yeah. really love the points that you shared, Lane. First off, you love makeup. And makeup yeah. though, all colors. But unknowingly, all right, you, it's already there. You're being exposed to colors and mixes and blending of yeah. colors. Of course, when you do makeup, right? And then taking over your family business which will require you to do perspective so it, it's yeah. like everything is coming full circle up until this point up until that point of the pandemic when the pandemic hits and then you stumbled upon watercolor so everything that have everything that has happened from you learning makeup and then the five years into the family business and then doing creating yeah. children's furnitures sort of came mm-hmm. together when you picked up watercolor and then of course you tried. Yeah. Gosh, it's just a very interesting story because a lot of people sometimes, when when they think of art, right, that you have to have the, like the you have to be really talented in order to paint, that it has to be something that's innate in you when you're born. But no, it's very no. it's like what you said, an orthodox. The way that you learn all of these things, the exposure yeah. is there, and you yeah. have there were, there are opportunities and avenues for you to practice, but everything came full circle when you picked up watercolor. So I was really about to ask what you mentioned that it's it's a self-discovery for you. And that's that's really something that I think our audience uh, would definitely pick up because when you immerse yourself into art, definitely you will discover a lot about yourself. And I have probably have a similar story with you. I, you know, I wasn't really good at painting or anything like that when I was young, but it's just very inspiring to hear you talk about it. And now you're also teaching with that, sure. So going back quickly to landscapes, um, Lane. So it's magical. And I, I know these are influences of your travels, the desire to travel, last, like what you said. But I would like to better understand the word magical in your landscape. Take us through, wh- why did you refer to them? What is it about the, your landscape that, makes it magical in that sense.
1: Wow. <laughs> uh, I feel like because I'm not very technical in my painting style, mm-hmm. so yeah, and the things that I like and the colors that I like aren't really aren't really realistic sometimes. They are more, they're always geared towards some sort of anime theme, Ghibli theme and Something that I just like because I love pastels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, because of the fact that they don't represent um, 100% of reality, you know, mm-hmm. they are more of like the colours I like. I may see a reference photo where I like the landscape, but I don't like the colours. Mm-hmm. So I'll change that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Or I feel like the landscape should have more stars in it, mm-hmm. or it should have more clouds in it. And then I'll just, I'll just add it in. Yeah. So as, as I'm going along in my journey, learning too because I feel like I'm adding in things that I like whereas when I started I would just draw and paint what I saw Mm -hmm. so yeah and I never expected to be an artist so-called I still don't feel really comfortable saying calling myself that because I feel like yeah it's a journey of Mm self-discovery and I feel like my art reflects my moods yeah how I think Mm -hmm. what's in my brain and I, I don't really tell really good stories when i write so that's what i've always known when i was young mm-hmm. i don't really like to write i find it quite a chore i'm a visual learner okay. and so i feel like somehow everything is painting is a way for me to express myself and i like it when people comment like oh you know that looks like really happy place or that looks like oh. that looks like you were in a gloomy state you mm-hmm. know that my friend, sometimes my, my friends tell me that so i really like that feedback and people can really tell what I'm thinking, like looking at my, my paintings. I think that's magical. I don't have to, I don't have to write it out. Yes. I just, I just have to paint it. And somehow, I can express myself. Yeah. So I guess, in that sense, that's magic to me.
0: Make More Art, the podcast, is made possible by listeners like you. So we would like to give a shout out to AB from YouTube on a recent episode with Max McKee. He said, Very interesting interview. Max's approach is very inspiring. Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. It is, it is indeed. And I, I think you perfectly captured because there's another question that I was about to ask. Normally I ask this question at the latter part of the interview, and that is the question of what is art for you? But the way that you explain how your art influences other people when they look at it, like the emotion that it evokes when they look at it, like what you said, it's a, it's a, representation of how you feel and your color choices the way you visualize things like adding in stars adding in changing the colors and turning it into pastel not very realistic but it is magical and when people look at it it's it's really good to hear when comments or, or read feedback saying that it's such a happy place when you look at your painting it's such a happy place or that you are able to express yourself to it without writing anything and that is magical and I guess if you if I were to ask you what art is you just perfectly describe it with the way that you shared about how you create your paintings even your color choices. Thank you. Now I would like to ask you Lane about because you, you talk about perspective early, and I know you hated it, but when you look at your works, the composition and the perspective, would you take us through how you create those? Any tips and pieces of advice that you can share? Because I personally, that's something that I struggle with. Like when I look mm-hmm. at something, I don't know how to position it. Like if I look at it, how I'm going to translate that into painting in the way that it would look as if it's OK, this is positioned here, um, the one at the, ladder, at, at the back or uh, how do I place the different objects within the painting? So any tips and tricks that you can share with us, Lane, in terms of composition and perspective? Okay, I, I
1: think um, just to make it really easy, mm-hmm. I always look at it in threes. So for me, um, without thinking, I actually split my paper up into threes, either horizontally or vertically, depending on the painting. Mm -hmm. And I always plot the biggest items, the biggest um, features first. So whatever I see, I I actually put them down on paper. Mm -hmm. So I know people usually use the vanishing point, right? But for me, I I, I don't really go there because it's not my... It's not how I do Mm -hmm. my perspective Mm sketching. Yeah. I basically put down all the the different features, the main features that I see. And I actually look at it. Once I'm done plotting it out, I actually look at it from afar and I, and I, and I take a look at it and see if it makes sense. Of course, proportionally, yeah. I have to know, yeah, when when I, I guess there's a bit of calculation that goes on in the brain, mm-hmm. like, you know, to make sense. So yeah, when we take perspective class, that was the one thing I took from it is that everything has to be in proportion. <laughs> so you don't have to calculate it. But I think when you look at it, you can actually tell, Okay, this is going to be one third of the one third of the diagonal line or this is going to take up two thirds of a certain space. And when that's how actually I translate it, I don't really think about it. But if you ask me to jot down my thought process when I'm painting, that's how I do it. So main features and I watch the proportion and then I look at it from afar and I see if it's if it makes sense. Yeah. And. Normally, I can tell. Yeah, I can tell within just before I put down the paint if it's all right. If it's not, I just take eraser and I just erase <laughs> it and just start from okay. the. Yeah, okay. don't be afraid to. Yeah, so um, I don't think I'm I'm really perfect yet at perspective sketching because it's always it's it's a continual journey. Sometimes yeah. I don't quite get it right too, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like when you paint, you can actually. You can actually work your way around the, the imperfections, yeah.
0: I love that when you pointed out that do not be afraid to make mistakes and you can yeah, just raise and start over. But also the points that you make about perspective, I, I think mm. those would be good um, trinkets of wisdom and tips from you, Lane, because I, I I don't think I'm the only one who struggled with it. Um, a lot of people who are starting out, it's it's always a question of how where do I place things? Or, oh. uh, you know what's a proportion I always struggle with proportion. So is this something that you're also going to be expounding on when you do your live demo and mini workshop? Yeah, definitely because
1: I think this is something that um, like when I'm painting I don't think too much about but mm-hmm. when I, when I do think about my own struggles when I first when I went for that first design class, I realized that perspective sketching is actually a really difficult subject. And i and I actually have quite a few art, art teacher friends who I've spoken to about this topic, and they told me that it actually takes years to even get good even get um you know some sort of a real good grasp on it from a student's perspective. Yeah. and I thought i I guess I was thinking of ways to actually break it down and make it easier for the layman because for me, it took it took really a long time. I, I don't feel that like i'm I'm perfect at it, but. Yeah, just to understand it, I had to go. Um, my my tip, one of my best tip would be to practice every day on a small object. Mm. So don't 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 take a big landscape first. Okay. Like focus maybe on something that you really like, like florals or you know, leaf, a a, a tree. I love trees. I love to draw a tree.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
1: think I think that, I think that really helps. Or draw a house. Just draw a simple something simple. Yeah, and if you do it daily. You can actually see the little bits of improvements that come with daily practice, yeah. So for me, I would say that it took me five years to finally, finally get some sort of grasp on what perspective sketch is about because it really is not easy to to, yeah. I'm sure. So there's no short there's no short answer to it. Sure, sure, the answer to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. know too actually. But uh, what I found worked for me was doing those, um small furniture item designs hmm. and then working on a big big uh bigger furniture piece like going into a kitchen. So before you go into a kitchen you go and do the you actually try to sketch out small items first. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think I think that's how you get successful at something. Mm-hmm. You start small and you you work your way up.
0: Yeah. I like that Lane and I, I think it stems from the unorthodox way of, of learning like what you said. And it it varies really and i'm glad that you are teaching with us because people have different ways of learning and i'm sure oh, I yeah I agree.
1: yeah my my brother mm-hmm. so he went for uh, the class with me and immediately within a few sessions he picked yeah. up oh. the proportion the perspective and yeah. and honestly he's not um, he's not a, a painter uh-huh. he's not a sketcher by any chance he doesn't like to take up pencil and paint so he's really good at SketchUp.
0: Mm. And he,
1: he really got all the proportion, the perspective, just using a ruler and pencil. Yeah. So And, and that's when I talked to myself. Actually, everyone learns so differently. differently. I, I want to yeah. share. I, I mean, if there's a chance, I would like to, to share with others how I learned because I feel like a lot of people are like me. They don't want to take a technical class on how to sketch a beautiful landscape, you know, because that would take up too much time, actually. So you just need to maybe know a bit of shortcuts, mm-hmm. <laughs> practice, <laughs> practice, and yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like you're right, you're right, Jesse. Not not everyone can pick up a pencil and and understand perspective sketch immediately. It's just, it's, it you? It needs time and practice. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Lane. It's really good to highlight that that it, it needs time because of course I, I think we've, we've touched on this previously in the in the past episodes in this podcast that. It really takes time and what you see like on YouTube when when people are like sketching or painting and then in time lapse and immediately you have this beautiful landscape painting it's it's not (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's a a really unrealistic
1: um representation of how people learn of -hmm. how people get things because if I was in the design line I, I had to produce designs you know from for work Mm -hmm. um however my my designs were quite restricted because I would I knew what my customers wanted Mm. so in terms of color in terms of design in terms of layout um I was always restricted to I had some restrictions to work around so I guess that that there lay some limitations to what I could produce and draw Mm -hmm. yeah but um for the layman who doesn't practice it every day, I guess that's when um, maybe YouTube tutorials, you know, yeah. Even re- sometimes I watch reels on Instagram, yeah, yeah,
0: agree. Just to yeah.
1: get by, yeah, just to see how other artists paint, mm-hmm. because I realize everyone doesn't paint the same.
0: Yeah. So
1: how I do my perspective sketching is not how someone else does it.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I think that the what goes on behind the thought process of it is is the most interesting part. Yeah.
0: And that's what it's going to be. That's what makes your live demo interesting because you have a very unorthodox way of learning. You learn this perspective and so different from from like the, the usual um, way of learning perspective. And I'm sure you are people who will be watching your live and you uh, who will be joining you for your mini workshop will definitely learn a lot from you, Lane. So uh, yeah, I'm sure they will. Okay, you mentioned about self-discovery and mm-hmm. um, we're nearing the end of the episode, but I would just want to capture that and hear from you. Um, what have you learned so far in this journey? Because it's only, it's, it's quite short, right? From the time that you started Watercolor. And uh, <laughs> it's really short. <laughs> and uh, you've also touched on gouache. Yeah. Is this within the time that when, when the pandemic hits? that you also tried gouache, or was it prior watercolor? Um,
1: I definitely started watercolor first. Okay. So I started with the koi box first. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, yeah. And as I went along, I found that sometimes watercolor didn't give me the intensity that I needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like my whites, and you know, for my blues and for my greens. And I found that um, I needed a paint that could give me that kind of vibrancy and mm-hmm. intensity. Your colour, yeah. Yeah. So, when I found gouache, it was through the Hime gouache. I think that was really popular.
0: Hime, Hime, It was
1: affordable. It's still Mm. affordable and it's really fun to use. It's super cute too. It comes in a nice box, which I love because I have no more space on my table. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's really compact. I like the fact that you can just open it up. Everything Mm. is in a palette. It's just like a makeup palette. That's what I love about it.
0: Yeah. Okay, everything. But yeah. talking about the this journey of yours, yeah. Elaine, what will be your biggest biggest takeaway, of like learning and uh, you know navigating through landscapes using watercolor? And now that you have an opportunity to teach what you know, what you have learned, what would you say would be your biggest takeaway from that experience?
1: Hmm. <laughs> I think my biggest um, takeaway is you are never, just keep learning. Just keep learning and be consistent with what what you're learning. It's just like me. I was really bad at perspective sketching. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say my teacher had really little faith in me. (laughs) And I, in turn, I actually did not want to sketch because I was really, I didn't have the confidence in myself and I was quite turned off learning about design and actually Mm -hmm. about trying to paint, trying to sketch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's why I love painting because I feel like no one can tell you that it's right and um, the limitations are are your own. So basically, you can use your own colours and everything. But um, going back to the point about um, practising and everything, you have to be consistent with it. So I find that if you're learning something just, you can learn something new every week. You don't have to learn something new every day. Like, you can learn, like, okay, you know, something new about perspective one, twice, a, twice a month. But as long as you practice it, um, maybe once a week even, you, you just get better and better without even knowing. That's what I found. So the consistency for me has always been the key. It's not about doing it every day till I burn out, but it's more about applying what I've learned and doing it consistently. Even when I'm tired, I paint. Or when I feel like there's too many things going on, I try to make time for it. Yeah. Because well, I I won't get I won't get better at anything if I don't yeah. if I'm not consistent with my efforts. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not a natural born painter, but I, I was really happy when my friends told me that they felt inspired to paint or to get back into painting because it's like therapy. So yeah. for me it, it's very inspiring because i am not uh, i did not ins- i did not aspire to be an artist when i was young I, it was never something that i was um really focused on mm-hmm. it just i just stumbled across it and when i did it was it was like therapy to me it was really relaxing it was a way for me to escape yeah all the you know, all the covid and <laughs> yeah it was it was such a good way to get out of my own head and i and i i, I also have a little bit of a Uh, attention deficit Mm. so uh, yeah when I when I do something my brain is in a million places but I found that when I paint I can actually focus so I think that 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 to me is something really special I think everyone finds something that really takes them out of their head and makes them focus on what they're doing and to be consistent at it is isn't really very common something really common for me Mm -hmm. it's like and the common thread lying through makeup because I still love makeup, but I just I just don't use it as much. But the common thread running through all this is my love of colors and the fact that yeah, the for me painting is a space that a safe space for me. Yeah, you can make mistakes. You can you can erase it off. You can paint over it, and it's fine. Yeah, so I I love the fact that it's so forgiving and it's and there's always room for improvement. You don't have to be a certain age. To learn you know to paint it's 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 just something that if you feel good about it you can do it you know yeah
0: nicely said beautifully said lane and um i think well the, the title of this podcast is make more art and you just i believe inspired a lot of people to get started whether watercolor or gouache but just get started whatever wherever you are Whatever age you you may be, um yeah. it's never too late to get yeah. started and learn something. And yes, like what you said, it's very therapeutic, and yeah, it is an escape. If you're stuck and you you can't go anywhere, look back at your travel photos and like do what Lane did, paint <laughs> your, your travel destination um, or you know your the, the previous places that you've been because. And it's also one way to capture the experience right when you Definitely. translate it into your painting lane i had so much fun and uh just speaking to you i i make me miss singapore more oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when okay, you back talk back. about popular <laughs> like, you know going to the parks and taking a walk I- miss the city um but thank you for for chatting with me i had so much fun and i learned so much i'm excited for your live demo um and you sharing the unorthodox way of learning watercolor and magical <laughs> landscape i'm sure a lot of people will get um, trinkets of golden nuggets from you especially on perspective yeah.
1: Yeah. You don't have to be, you don't have to take a master class in perspective sketching. You, you can be just like me, a no, normal everyday person <laughs> that, uh, you know, just some tips and tricks and some consistent practice. And I, I'm sure you, anyone can get that.
0: Yeah. Sure they will. With your help. Thank you so much, Leigh, for you. being on Make More Art, the podcast and we'll catch up with you again, especially on your live demo. Thanks, Leigh. Thanks, Jessie. Thank <laughs> Thanks. Lane's story isn't your typical artist journey. Yet all of her previous experiences mixed with her innermost desire created opportunities for her to embrace art and creativity. What about you? What recent self-discoveries have you had while making art? Do let us know by sharing your comments through the blog post associated with this podcast at slash lane We would love to hear your thoughts. So please drop us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast or you can find us on YouTube at Etro Studio. And oh, hitting the subscribe button is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again next time. Until then, let's make more art.